the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Well, it was a start. I I miss, I'll be honest, I miss the organisation of Rhea. Our producer's taking a holiday and it's filling tubes for a whole week on Triple M Breakfast and I miss Rhea already. We already miss Rhea. Of course, of course we, we do. do. She's a bright ray of sunshine around here as well as a sensational organisation. But today we did, uh, of course, find out about uh, that Bell Ray project. This yes. is a massive one, isn't Huge it? Huge project with possibly billions of dollars to be spent here on Tasmania's north coast. We also caught up with Peter Forty Ford, who gave us an update on all things entertainment. A couple of interesting calls too. There's a uh, survey out 60% of Tasmanians opposed to greyhound racing, and we had a couple of well, quite interesting and almost heated calls this morning. Yes, so here's what you missed. Great to have your company, Hobart. One triple three five three is the number to call if you want to get in touch, or you can text like you have done all throughout the weekend on o four double eight double eight one o seven three. A massive weekend. You had a big one. You went away. Yeah, I had my birthday on Friday, and uh, we've got a fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, great thing here at work where you get a bonus day of leave um, each year for your birthday. So we utilise that on the weekend and went to Bridport. I have not been to Bridport. I was trying to think of it. I reckon over forty years. It's one of those places that, when you get there, is absolutely stunning. Beautiful. You can see out towards Flinders Island there if you're up at the yes. top side of the IGA. So I used to go there pretty much every month right. to catch up with the IGAs with my previous business. And I used to love driving into there. Yeah, I'd forgotten you could see Flinders Island, uh, but when it popped out of the water, and uh, it's a magnificent view because we're up on a hill. We're in a beautiful Airbnb. Um, gee, they're expensive to buy there. Oh, look, it's, I think well, I, had a, I had a very similar story on the weekend myself. I went to a mate's shack. Mm. He's just bought a shack. And I kept thinking to myself, when you buy a shack, how often do you have to go to the shack to make it worthwhile? So if you have a place in Bridport, what's that, three-hour drive at least? At, at minimum, yeah. So that's you too far. You know the way the highway is. That's too far. Well, we were looking at the place we were staying at, which was beautiful, Airbnb up on the hill and whatever else. I did a little bit of snooping, as in uh, did a track back on uh, the last time <laughs> it got sold, $905,000 it was sold for a couple Goodness of years me. ago. See. I think once you start looking at a million bucks, you go, how many holidays could you have elsewhere for a million? Exactly. And a million bucks isn't what a million bucks used to be. No. Is it? No, it's not. Is it? Like if someone said, here's a million bucks, I'd be more than happy to take it. (laughs) We'd all be happy with that, of course. But a million bucks isn't what a million bucks used to be. No, but then neither's 20 bucks. Go and try and buy dinner these days. That's absolutely (laughs) true. I've... Uh, I spent 20 bucks at a hotel restaurant here not long ago for my kids and what we got for 20 bucks was obscene and I'm not I'm not in a not in a good way obscene I'm talking about I couldn't believe what was dished up for 20 bucks I was absolutely outraged chicken nuggets gee we've covered a bit we've got a huge show today I'm going to tell you about what I did on the weekend I'm proud of myself but also scared of what's to come and we will catch up with Peter 44 to give you an update on all things entertainment. The mountain is looking in absolute picture tubes. Oh, yeah. I've got to get up there. Oh, that's <sighs> right. We're going to talk coming up soon about uh, tubes, what he got to up on the weekend fitness-wise uh, in preparation for the point to pinnacle just uh, 12 under two, days. Two, 
less than two weeks away. Are you yeah. excited? Uh, no. Tessa Randello yeah. from the Triple N Newsroom is here. You may hear her giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Good morning, Tessa. It's very funny. Good morning. <laughs> What's making news, Tessa? Um, so Bells Bay in the north has been named as the preferred site for an advanced manufacturing facility. And what that will do is it's going to support construction for this massive underwater solar link between Darwin and Singapore. Um absolutely massive, delivering solar energy from Darwin to Singapore. It's all billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks is kind of at the forefront of all of these plans. He currently overtook the company and and wants to get this work underway. But for Bells Bay, it could mean 1,200 construction jobs and $350 million into the economy each year that it's open. That's after it's been built in a couple of years. This is... Big news. This is good news. I'd love to see it happen. I think for Tasmanian job security and construction, I think that's fantastic. Obviously, there's a fair bit of construction happening in the next Mm -hmm. few years here in Tasmania, (laughs) according to the Liberal government. We've got the Bridgewater Bridge that's happening at the moment. Those workers are going to need somewhere to go. Maybe they'll go up to... I thought they were building a stadium. Well... Well. (laughs) (laughs) We can't be having them build everything, can we? I was just looking at the map. So to get from Singapore to Darwin, yeah. that goes through the Java, the Timor Sea, the Java Sea, right up into... There's pirates out there, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be laying that cable. <laughs> No, give us the good news, Tessa. So the Tasmanian Devils, the wheelchair team, have taken out the National Wheelchair Football Champs for the first time. That was just happening down in Melbourne. They beat the Rams 82-49 to in the final, which is pretty good. And their skipper, Josh Christian, was the best player of the match, which is awesome. This is fantastic. And I spoke to Joe Chivers, who was the coach mm-hmm. of the Devils side, who went away. He works in AFL Tasmania, one of the great human beings. And... This is one of those sports that is all-inclusive and they do open days where you can go and try out. You don't have to be in a wheelchair all of the time to be able to play this game. This is for everyone. So if you want to get involved, head along to the AFL Wheelchair Tasmania Facebook page and they can tell you on how to get involved. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom providing all the good news. Thanks so much. We'll catch you at 6.30 for a news update. Thank you. And 30 Minutes of Fame is here, Tube. It certainly is. It's your time to shine with Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. All you got to do is head to triplem.com.au, upload a video of yourself showcasing your talents. The most impressive entries will join me here on Triple M Breakfast for your very own 30 Minutes of Fame. Not only that, one lucky star will win the ultimate VIP experience thanks to the Tasman Hotel, a luxury hotel collect, uh, sorry, a luxury collection hotel in Hobart. And you'll get a White Sage Skin and Wellness Package thanks to White Sage Skin and Wellness Holistic Skin Clinic providing experiences and real results. That in itself is an amazing prize. You get a night at the Tasman Hotel, yeah. dinner at Fatua at Pepina, breakfast at Pepina in the morning, plus Mary Mary drinks vouchers, all thanks to the Tasman, the luxury collection hotel here in Hobart. Have you had breakfast at Pepina? It's... Decadent. Yeah, see, I haven't. Um, I was talking to Vicky about it the other day, um, who who does our show from nine, who's on holidays this week, but uh, Vicky was raving about the breakfast at Papine. It So back for my anniversary with Erin a few years ago, we went to Papina and for breakfast. Oh, my God. It's like you go there and it's the perfect Italian pantry for yeah, breakfast. Right. Oh, 
Unbelievable. Sensational, Sensational stuff. Well, well, to get in the running, all you need to do is put your entry in at 30 Minutes of Fame. Get onto it right now at triplem.com.au for the Tasman and White Sage Skin and Wellness in Hobart's Triple M. Our man Tubes is going to tackle the big mountain, the point to pinnacle, less than two weeks to go. Yeah, the world's How- toughest road half marathon is in, yeah, less than two weeks. How was your training on the weekend? What'd you get up to? Well, I've been training with Ritual Runners and Eloise has been amazing. She's given me a program and I'm starting to feel really quite fit. Not not as fit as some people because some people really are built to run. I'm not a I'm not the sort of fella that's built to run. I'm six foot three, a hundred plus kilos. I spoke to the guys at uh the running at the running edge and they've been fantastic. They've got right around me and uh I, I They've kitted me up and I'm not chafing as much as I used to, That's which nice. is a good sign. Yeah. Um, but on the weekend, I've been running from South Hobart to Ferntree, which is about 6K, 7Ks, and coming back down, which has been pretty hard on the body. So I got a group of friends together, shout out to Luke and the lads, who drove a car up to the top of Mount Wellington. Well, that's then, cheating. No, then... <laughs> Left the car at the pinnacle right. and then drove back down. So they started from Strickland Avenue mm. and they are very fit. That's about 12, 13 Ks to the top. Yep. And I started at the Springs because I haven't done that bit from the Springs up. Right. Wow. That is about 7 Ks of pure... Um. Hell, <laughs> yeah, right. It, it was. So this is. It was. It's not near vertical, but what? What's the incline? So the incline over that seven k's is five hundred and seventy-one meters in altitude. Now, I everybody tells me that has done it is that that bit is really the hardest part. Now I'm trying to work out: is it the five hundred and seventy-one meters incline, or is it the seven-kilometer distance? Or is it the fact that it's hard because you've already done fourteen kilometres before that? Yeah, it was brutal, and we I'd got say up, a bit of everything. Yeah, that? but the problem was when we were running up, you couldn't see where you were going, so you couldn't see because of the cloud. There was cloud coverage, oh, okay. right? Very, very foggy. But we did it. I did it with a, a fella called Brendan. Shout out to Brendan, who sort of basically talked me through it. We mm. ran, walked yeah. because it was hard. We started to run. And then I was like, this is really hard, Brendan. He said, yeah, my hip's going out. And because I've had some trouble with my Achilles, I'm like, all right, let's just run, walk, run, walk. And that's what we did. So we got to the top. And I don't know if you saw it in the paper, but there's a, a group that started running called the cross Run Club. Yeah. That is sensational. That is more my style. At the end of your run, you get a cross <laughs> There's no cross shop at the top of Mount Wellington. For no, you. no, there but is But looking not. forward to it, if you want more information on how you can help raise funds, head along to pointtopinnacle.com.au. We are raising funds for Movember and Carrie's Beanie for Brain Cancer. pointtopinnacle.com.au. We had a fair bit of cricket happening over the weekend. Yesterday, the Sheffield Shield got underway at Junction Oval against the Victorians with Charlie Wakeham knocking 148 not out. So he'll resume this morning as the Tasmanians continue their quest for another big win in the Sheffield Shield. But the Hobart Hurricanes suffered a pretty heavy loss on Saturday night against the Brisbane Heat, who do sit on top of the ladder, the Brisbane Heat, uh, with the strikers on 10 points. We are on six points just outside the top four. So the Hobart Hurricanes need to start getting busy 
Uh, Amelia Kerr went berserk and hit 59 off 43 after taking two for 16 and restricting the Hobart Hurricanes to 120. Elise Villani again starring with 58 not out. Unfortunately, the run rate wasn't high enough. I reckon another 20, 20 more runs would have been enough because we took some wickets early in the heat innings with Grace Harris, who's one of the informed batters of the tournament, taking her wicket early. She just got one run. But that means we move on now, and the Hobart Hurricanes' next game isn't until Thursday. It'll happen at Sydney Olympic Park against the Sydney Thunder. We've got to win that one, I reckon, to make sure we keep in touch with the top four. The tournament starting to get really interesting now. The strikers, the heat, two of the stronger sides, of course, last year's strikers, the tournament champions. But I think we've got the cattle without that's a risky word to use but we've got the list to to do what we can on the field to make sure we're pushing to try and bring home a championship for all the tubes of spin on sport head along to the listener app search for spotlight on tasmania we release episodes every single friday and this week includes one a chat with christy baker who is off to represent australia tasmanian footballer who's off to represent australia in a series against Ireland in Masters football. Yeah, fantastic chat. It's up there right now, L-I-S-T-N-R. Download it, or you can Google Spotlight on Tassie. Did you see in the news that 60% of Tasmanians oppose greyhound racing, Phil? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one, isn't it? And that, that result came, or the at least the survey, before uh, Anthony Bullock, the uh, top trainer, was hit with a lifetime ban. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think... I think this is a, quite a divisive subject for Tasmanians. I know that 60% of Tasmanians oppose it, but there is, according to the data, I read around a 4.5% swing of area of accuracy in that survey. Only 500 people in Tasmania were consulted on that survey, which right. is which apparently, according to EMR, EMRS, who do the survey, is enough to get a fair spectrum of folk in Tasmania who have an opinion on this. Yeah, I think for any of these polls, when, if you're a recognised uh, polling centre, you can do all the weighting and whatever else and it comes out with fairly accurate results, but as you said, maybe a 4% swing. But uh, Greyhound Racing, as you well and truly alluded to there, very divisive. Uh, look, Melbourne Cup, we're on the eve of it now and there's, there's a big groundswell of anti-horse racing now as well. Yes, and that is what is happening and obviously around this time of year with the biggest race that stops the nation happening tomorrow, Phil, that starts to get a bit of groundswell as far as publicity and notoriety goes. Love to get your opinion, Hobart, 0488881073 or you can call us, one triple three five three. What are your opinions on horse racing and greyhound racing in Tasmania? Do you agree with this survey that says 60% of Tasmanians oppose greyhound racing in what campaigners that are calling for the end of greyhound racing say is the biggest survey ever done. Love to get your opinion. And it'd be quite interesting what the future holds. Like if we're taking all the animals out of uh, any kind of racing, and, and look, ultimately it's got to be about betting, doesn't it? And, I mean, therein lies a whole field on its own, the anti-gambling uh, campaign. Yep. And, uh, we always say gamble responsibly, but it really comes down to humans then, doesn't it? Just the human endeavour of, uh, of of what people can put themselves through. I don't honestly have an opinion on this. I, I know that it's a fairly large industry here in Tasmania, and I struggle to think of what happens with training, but I know that a lot of the trainers that 
are out there love their animals more than they love some of their family members. You're always going to get bad members in any society, in any walk of life. But, correct. Love to get your opinion, Hobart. There's people out there that are way more educated on this than me. Send us a text, 0488 to give us your perspective. Or you can call one triple three five three. It is Phil in this morning with Tubes. It is your show, Hobart. You can call about anything you want to talk about on one triple three five three. just like Fran from Hobart has done. Good morning, Fran. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. What would you like to talk about? I'd like to talk about ending greyhound racing, which I think should finish today. And why is that, friend? Because it's a cruel, archaic sport. Dogs get terribly injured. Uh, most recently, we have the incident where Tasmania's biggest trainer, Anthony Bullock, was finally disqualified for life, um, for life baiting. Um, it's taken years. It's a hideous sport. Mainly, mainly, it's cruel for the dogs and it should end today. What do you say to those out there that say this supports quite a large industry across Tasmania and brings money into the economy, Fran? I would say to those people that Tas Racing is pulling the wool over their eyes. They use it what they call a multiplier effect. So they tell us that there are so many full-time jobs and the amount of money that goes into the industry that's wildly exaggerated by about at least a power of three, probably more. And also the government and Tas Racing cares about the gambling revenue. And we know that gambling is not healthy for people. You know what the social disruption caused by gambling is, the health problems, the money that they make from greyhound racing in the gambling and the money that Taz Racing gives to the industry um, to keep it propped up would be far, far better spent on health, education, housing, all these really important issues, cost of living, and yet they keep propping up this industry for a few people and they don't care about the welfare of the dogs and it's time it ended. Fran, appreciate your perspective. Thank you for calling. That's Fran's perspective, Hobart. You can give us yours. You can text in on 0488 or like Fran has done, you can give us a call, one triple three five three. Fran, thanks for your time. You're welcome and thanks for the opportunity. You can call any time. One triple three five three is a number to get us on. And Brendan from Brighton has given us a call. Good morning, Brendan. Yeah, morning, mate. Yeah, you going? What would you like to talk about, Brendan? Listen, mate, I'm just annoyed about this um, nonsense of bagging Taz Racing with the racing industry and the uh, Hobart Greyhounds and the and the and the uh, horse industry and so on and so forth. That's Fran from Hobart that called in before requesting yeah, well, all Greyhound racing to be banned immediately. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Tell um, us why, Brendan. Look, these, look these, this is a political grandstanding for a start. The, the, the government have been getting fuel taxes for years, like making millions upon millions of the tobacco taxes, fuel and alcohol taxes. They've never, ever put money into the Royal Albert Hospital, which you waiting for money for years and years for it to be funded. It's in crisis with money. They barely need to keep things going. They make all these taxes, hundreds of taxes we pay every year, and they put nothing in, into the into, into our health like they should be. And they go and blame the industry that's been pretty much self-supports itself for a start. There might be some support here and there, but it runs at a, at a big industry. It's well run and um, it's not cool at all. The, the um, greyhounds love racing. The horses, they all like racing. It's all part of a, another industry. But don't go out and, and put, point your finger at an industry that um, supports itself pretty much. And the, the taxes they get from other areas could well and truly support the health industry. The, the governments keep wasting money everywhere else. We'll not put it into the Royal Hub Hospital. We might scream for years. They won't pay for nothing. So you're saying, Brendan, that the taxes that are earned from 
the greyhound racing and the horse racing industry aren't going to the right place? Is that what I'm hearing you say, Brendan? No, I'm, the... not saying, I'm, saying, no, I'm saying taxes. The government get taxes from fuel, yes. tobacco, alcohol, yes. all those massive taxes they get, and they put nothing back into health. And they blame every other, everything else around the place they can put the finger at, but not where it shouldn't be going into. It's, it's just not right. So what is what are you saying about the racing industry itself, Brendan? The racing industry itself, it, um, it is real, it is pretty well, well, well run. Um, the industry is a big industry, and there's a lot of people employed by it, and uh, it's just... Just, just poking. It's you know, it's just wrong the way they keep uh, pointing the finger at the wrong areas. So, so Brendan, are you, are you part of the racing industry? I am, but um, the thing is, that it's always seems to be going going uh, against the industry. It's not right the way they're doing it. So, how are you involved, Brendan? Well, um, we work. I work for Taz, but for the uh, Taz Racers in Hobart Greyhounds, we yes. have a good industry run there, and uh, we keep getting knocked around all the time. And uh, it's about time someone stood up for us for a change and uh, not being. Uh, media for a start always seem to be um, towards the other side all the time, seem to be sort of showing one side, not showing the other side. So to be clear, Brendan, I've not uh, insinuated either way whether I'm for or against the racing industry. I know there are some bad eggs out there that are getting some press at the moment. We saw a gentleman who's been given a lifetime ban, and I know there are a handful of bad eggs. What is being said in the media that that 60% of Tasmanians do oppose greyhound racing and why do you think that would be, Brendan? What, what the survey for a start? Um, who do they? Who do they? Who do they ask for a start? Five hundred Tasmanians. Five hundred Tasmanians. That's considered a big survey, is it? That's yeah. That's what EMRS, the uh, polling place, have said. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I think there's. I think what is happening right now is that the communication around the racing industry seems to be getting a little lost. There's obviously two sides of to every story. Your side and you is... you guys seem to be showing the other side more so than the, than the, than the racing side. Well, we're That's letting you have your say now, yeah. so... Yeah, no, thank you, yeah. Well, just, um, you know, let it be a bit more, so not so biased in the political views all the time, and get a bit back to the um, people in, in the real world. That's Brendan's perspective. You can give us yours. You can call any time. one triple three five three is the number to call. Saturday night uh, at UTAS in, in Launceston, the cause performed, of course, a uh, massive international band. You went up? I went up, yeah. So we um, we went away on Friday and went to Bridport. Um, and funnily enough, the Bridport trip was based on the fact we were going to see the cause on Saturday night. So I went, oh, look, I don't really want to stay in Launceston. And then my wife said, oh, maybe we stay across the coast. You know, we love uh, Bishno and, and all around that area. And I went, let's actually go to Bridport because it's an hour north of Lonnie. And after the concert, we just drive back to Bridport. So yeah. we had friends uh, came down from the mainland because um, um, uh, Kayla, our friend, is is a big fan of the cause as well. Massive so, cause fan. Yeah, and uh, and I, I love the cause. My wife, not so interested, so that's fine. Um, so she didn't go? She didn't go, no, no. So, okay. so Kayla and I went. And uh, I absolutely love the show. Sometimes when you go to performances and go, you know what, I think over the years I've always thought, I really like the cause. But on the weekend, I realised I actually love the cause. Like, oh, you so fell in love. Oh, so many. Good you realised you were in love. <laughs> and Andrea Cole, who she's uh, late forties now, just so much energy. And what I loved about it because I've never seen them live, she kind of like um, 
I think because of their Irish heritage and everything, she was almost half the time doing a bit of a jig on the stage. Like she was doing that almost river dancing sometimes, but um, uh, dancing around it almost fairy-like on on some occasions. But what a talented family. You know, Andrea has just got such a great voice. And then at one stage she took a break and uh, sisters Carolyn and and Sharon actually sang a song together. And just the the harmonies, the voices, they're just brilliant. Well, they're a massive band. We're very lucky to have them here in Tasmania. Yeah, well, they said it had been 20 years since they were last in Tassie, and I think the crowd actually got a bit of a shock from, from that alone. But, um, yeah. Um, so where were do, – do you, did you go – no, you might not have been in Tasmania 20 years no, ago. No, 20 years ago. So I wonder where they – if tell us where they performed last time, 0488881073 Hobart. Look, it was interesting that they didn't perform in Hobart. It was a, it was a Launceston-only gig, so only one show uh, here. Sharon did actually complain when she was on stage that she thought it was very cold – uh, in Launceston, which is funny from a band from Ireland, <laughs> thinking that Launceston was cold. But they did a couple of uh, Fleetwood Mac songs, uh, uh, really? Andrea said. Yeah, she said they you know, massive fans of Fleetwood Mac and as a bit of a tribute to the late Christine McVie. So um, they did a couple of, of Fleetwood Mac songs, but their songs were just sensational. They were on stage for, yeah, close to over an hour and a half. Um, and, yeah, it was it was it was great. I do love that bit, though, right at the end. You know how they do the, the faux end, so they yeah, go yeah. off and then they're waiting for the encore. The amount of people that left before oh, really? the encore came on. Are encores still a thing then? Yeah. Like, are we still expecting encores? Is this an expectation? Because I've been to a few concerts lately where they've gone off and that's it. That's yeah. that. Well, they hadn't performed Breathless and they hadn't performed oh, right. Runaway. It was funny because I looked at our friend and, and she said, so why are all these people leaving when two of their biggest songs haven't been performed yet? And trying went, to get well, out of traffic. Yeah, they're trying to beat the traffic. Of course <laughs> they were. Peter Forty Ford is Australia's number one entertainment reporter and joins us now live. Good morning, Forty. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Kylie's Vegas residency has started over the weekend. I can't stop listening to this album. It's sensational. What's the live show got into to, uh, to well, it, Forty? There's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. You can go and have a look at it for yourself because they're actually letting people take in their phones and their cameras and, and shoot stuff and put it up. So there's plenty of stuff to see. And it, I guess what the first thing you notice is that it is a very intimate show. I mean, the showroom that she's in only seats a thousand people, whereas somewhere like a Dallas seats about four and a half thousand people. So it is up close and personal. You can see her sort of getting around through the audience. and People can literally reach out and touch her. So it's a, it's a premium thing. What, what the casino want to do is basically get really cashed up people and a lot of the pink gay dollar coming in because those are the people who really spend, spend, spend and probably hopefully then end up going and having a bit of a gamble once the show finishes out in the casino. Quite an intimate show then, 40. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, you can see this. She's got a couple of security guards to kind of trail her just to be safe in case anyone gets a bit too overexcited. But basically, yeah, she's just walking around through the audience and she looks very relaxed. It's amazing she's pulled this together so quickly because she had such a massive uh, few weeks there doing publicity for the Tension album that she must have then just gone straight into very intense rehearsals for this new show. Maybe she's had a plan for a long time, Forty, because that, that is pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, well, there is a lot of, you know, there's a real big sort of show busy thing about having a residency in Vegas. It's like the ultimate show business thing these days, which is very much a throwback to the 50s and the 60s when you had 
people like Sinatra and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and stuff, Vegas was the place. Well, once again, Vegas is the place because of all the big stars being there. And, you know, everybody wants to do it. And, and Katy Perry, actually, she ended her residency in Vegas over the weekend. And Meghan and Harry were actually there in the audience for her, as was Celine Dion, who we spoke about on Friday. And she was seen last week for the first time in over three years at a hockey game. And suddenly she's turning up again at Katy Perry's show. So it does look like she's well and truly bouncing back. That's good news for Celine Dion fans. Is there a chance that she might get back into performing? Well, that's the obvious question, isn't it? I reckon she probably will. I mean, there's a contract in place for her to work. But whether, you know, it's one thing to be able to get out of the house and walk around a bit. But it's another thing to stand there and put on a big show and, you know, hit those big soaring notes like you expect Celine Dion to do. But certainly, look, the main thing is that she's got some quality of life because when she first described what she was going through, how she was going to turn into a statue, it sounded, you know, absolutely horrific. Mm, Yes. Now, you've got some Kardashian news. Not that I'm big on this, but it is news nonetheless. Well, think of it as Travis Barker news instead. Okay, that makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah, because they did become become parents over the weekend, a baby boy. Not that there was any great shock involved, because he actually said, Travis said in a podcast last week, he kind of let it slip, that they were calling the baby Rocky, and it was going to be a Halloween baby. So I think they might have been a day or two out with that, but certainly the baby has arrived. So no doubt we'll see it all play out on, upcoming episodes of the Kardashians TV show. Isn't it funny how you, you've sent me what you wanted to talk about today, 40, and I knew exactly what family you were talking about based on one of the names being Courtney. Well, when you see the K, it's usually a giveaway, you know, rather than a, a C. Yeah, always good to chat to you, Peter 45. We'll catch up with you on Friday. Thank you, boys. See you then. I couldn't go to the cause because I had a previous commitment. Now, I heard you were, yes. I did something that was out of my comfort zone that I'd never done before. I got invited to a wedding. Yes. But not just to MC, I was also asked to be the celebrant. Right. Now, Now that requires qualifications. It does. (laughs) I said yes anyway, and I said, but... I don't know how I'm going to marry you when I don't have the qualifications legally to marry you. And they said, no, no, don't worry. We're going to go to a church on Friday. We're going to get married. We're not telling anyone about that. Yes. We're going to have you as our celebrant in inverted commas. So you'll do all the regular stuff that a celebrant would do, but we'll have already been married. We'll do the walk down the aisle. And then, so I arrived and I was a bit nervous because I'm, I'd never done this before, and I did some research. I caught up with the couple, Kieran and Susanna. Congratulations on your wedding. Yeah, well done. And well done to their young fella, Albert, as well, who did a fantastic job as an 18-month-old. He was unbelievable, very well behaved, and I arrived. And it's, uh, not to preempt you, but it's a really special feeling, isn't it? I had the chance to do exactly what you were just talking about really? at our friend's wedding 12 months ago. Yeah. Um, okay. Our, our good friends, Kayla and Nath, who are actually in town at the moment, funnily enough, and, and Kayla was the one I went to the cause with. But it's so special because they wanted me to do the celebrant stuff, all apart from the illegal, uh, the illegal, the legal bit. <laughs> yes, yeah. It wasn't illegal, but yeah. So, yeah, I, I was really honoured, and, and I think they wanted me to just MC because they didn't want one of their guests to MC. It was mm. more like, 
like a professional thing where they their guests could just enjoy themselves. Yeah, there wasn't any stress on any of the guests. They could just be there. And I thought that was really uh, wise and clever of them to do that for their guests, of course, as well. Anyway, I arrived and there was a fellow who I knew through hosting quizzes and he came up and goes, what are you doing here, Tubes? And I said, I'm actually the celebrant today. And he goes, wow, you are a triple threat, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm like, what triple threat? I was thinking like singing, dancing and acting. That, that's the triple threat in my mind. He said, no, you're a radio host, you're a sports commentator, and now I find out you're a wedding celebrant. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to find out. So then I did the whole ceremony and at the very end I said, now, I am not a wedding celebrant, but these two have already been married yesterday because what they wanted to do was spend as much time celebrating with their nearest and dearest and partying with you so they don't have to go and do that legal stuff. They've got that out of the way early so they can spend their time partying with you. And everyone cheered. We did the kiss and they walked down the aisle as Mr. and Mrs. Gill and I sent them down the aisle. And then afterwards, the first person that comes up to me was this fellow that said I was a triple threat. And he goes, turns out you're not a triple threat. Too good to be true, Tubes. <laughs> Every single day we give away 100 bucks cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builder's boost on now by Creative Homes. Let's head to Andrea from Claremont. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. How are things with you today, Andrea? Beautiful morning today. Yeah, good, thanks. What are you up to today, Andrea? Where are you headed? We're headed to the Bell Reef Beach with the dogs. Oh, what oh, are nice. the dogs' names? Emmy and Flynn. Emmy and Flynn, they like it at the beach today. They jump straight in? Yeah, one does. The other one's a puppy, so he's not too sure. Okay, <laughs> you'll figure it out, figure it out. Yeah. Andrea, can you test your buzzer, please? Andrea. Beautiful. You'll be taking on Brendan from Berrydale. Good morning, Brendan. How are we doing, Trendsetter? Oh, not too <laughs> bad, Brendan. What's going on in your world? Oh, outstanding, mate. Bouncing off to another uh, a big week. So weather's starting to pick up and the sun's out and birds are singing. We can't carry, complain too much. Oh, certainly can't, Brendan. Can you test your buzzer, please? It's your name. Brendan. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a violent Brendan. <laughs> All right. Andrea from Claremont taking on Brendan from Berrydale. Let's do it. According to the 2021 census, <laughs> what is the population of... Devonport, is it A, 26,150, or B, 34,780? Andrea. Andrea. B. Incorrect. Brendan, would you like to have a guess? I'll hazard a guess at A. Correct, Brendan. <laughs> you are halfway to 100 bucks. Question number two. Over four days and three nights, how many kilometres does the walkers on the Three Capes track walk? Is it A, 36 kilometres, or B, 48? B. Brendan. Brendan. B48. Brendan, just like that, you've won 100 bucks cash. Sensational. Oh, what a sensational start to your Monday, Brendan. Now, you've got two options here, Brendan. You can take the 100 bucks and run, or you can come back tomorrow and risk it for 200. I'll take the 100 and run for now, Tubes. And what are you going to do with it, Brendan? How are you going to spend it? Food in the hand. Funny you should uh, have that question on this morning because uh, yesterday afternoon and uh, this morning we've been talking about the three capes. Um, track, oh, that's so. cool. Brennan, it is uh, legitimately... We'll probably put it towards that, right? It is legitimately one of the greatest things I've done in Tasmania. Legitimately, go and treat yourself to the three capes walk. It is absolutely sensational. 
Yeah, sure. I'll let you know how it goes. All right, Brendan. Bad luck, Andrew, from Claremont. No worries. Take care. We'll catch up with you soon, I'm sure. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost on Now by Creative Homes. We do it every single day. Loads of texts coming through on 0488881073. You can text any time about anything. 0488881073. This is a perfect example of someone texting in about whatever they want. Hi, Tubes and Phil. Did you know that... <laughs> did you know that Neapolitan ice cream has nothing to do with Napoleon Bonaparte? <laughs> it's originally from Na- Napoli. Naples. It's not. It's not from Naples. Uh, oh, it is from Naples. It is from Naples, and I don't think we mentioned ice cream at all today in no, the show. But, but I love that. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. If you want to talk about Neapolitan <laughs> ice cream not being about, that's called a fun Napoleon. Fact. That is a fun fact on Triple M. Brian from Oatlands has said, "Morning. Do I have to enter the fame contest, or can I just submit my great work on the o- ODFA footy talk through se- the season?" Brian O'Reilly. Brian, yep, triplem.com.au is where you go. Then he sent in a picture, which is wonderful that we can receive pictures. We love it when you get when we get pictures. He's got a Triple M jacket on with O'Reilly and Tubes on there. I think he wants to be the new co-host. How did he do th- It's a Photoshop, I think, Phil. He's, the jacket looks real, though. The jacket looks real, yeah. I think he's Photoshopped it. And this one comes from Sammy <laughs> Berrydale. Good morning, Tubes. On my morning walk around your old stomping ground... Why are there not wanted posters of you everywhere? They don't want you back? Question mark. I think Sam might be in. Well, where's my old stomping ground? Is it? I, I've lived what a few it? places. I'm assuming no, he means Bernie. Bernie. Sure. He, I think I think Sam means he's in Bernie. He gets around the state. Does Sam from okay. Berrydale? Cool. You can text it. There's a lot. There's a variety. That's a mixed nuts. That is. That is a mixed <laughs> bag of lollies. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three is a text line. You can text about absolutely anything you like. And this one comes from Duncan. Tubes, you did a fantastic job as a celebrant at the wedding on the weekend. Oh, might be some. There. Was he there? Yeah, Duncan was there. Yeah, right. Might be an extra opportunity for you to do some more stuff. Thanks, Duncan. <laughs> well, I think at least because, he said more stuff and not do that instead of this. He's the one that said that I should be spinning the prize wheel when the contestant's oh, actually there. Will he be happy? Because if you didn't hear this morning, because we do this for our early listeners prior to seven, we spin the prize wheel. Now, normally what happens is Tubes will give it a spin, then we'll ask for callers, and then he'll tell them, well, this is what I've already spun up. Do you want to spin it again? And I think 99% of people don't spin it again. Yeah. So Duncan then... Came Duncan's up to you on the weekend. Taken umbrage and said, just wait till the callers get there, mate. He's, I love it. he's got his prize wheel semantics all in line. <laughs> I like it. Well, that was a bit of fun. Uh, thanks so much for your calls and texts. You can text all throughout the day, 0488881073, or we'll catch you from 6 a.m. tomorrow where you can call us on 13353. Have a great day, Hobart. Treat Bye. yourself. Bye.